Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Brian Baldinger doesn't just like football. He loves football. I mean, it's the whole package of how he plays the game. Like, his hands are just hands. What's your... (laughs) One, two. One, two. One, two. Sometimes you just got to try the quick jam. The quick jam. Bam. Just get on. Get on as quick as you can. Boom. Then get off them. And then get ready to dance. Shuffle, slide. Shuffle, slide. Football! Football, yeah! Football! Football! This is never not going to be hilarious. One, two. Brian Baldinger. One, two. Talking about football. All right, boys, welcome in to Purple Daily here, Mackie, Judd, Daklin, and uh, as always here, I say as always, we've done like three of these. We like to keep them going on a weekly basis. We're going to dive into the YouTube comment section for this episode. Acknowledge that, yes, we do read the comments on YouTube. We like to bring some of them to the show, even if it's just you guys savaging us for different things. And, uh, and this episode of Mackie and Judd and Declan read the comments is powered by our friends at Whamatech. So Whamatech is here. If you've got a broken down device, a phone, a tablet, whatever it may be, a laptop, um, they have pre-owned devices that they source directly so they can pass savings on to you. You can get a pre-owned device for less money. They'll even buy your old device for cash. Buy, sell, trade in, whatever you need. Whamatech is here for you. They are, uh, every device they sell is tech certified, comes with a warranty too. So you're not just buying a lemon here. Um, you can, they're very trustworthy. They're a Minnesota based company. Whamatech.com. That's W A M A T E K.com. All right, boys. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you let's ready do for, it. for, I gotta, I gotta be honest. The first part of this is gonna be unnecessary shots at our executive producer, Declan, here, in that we had some audio issues on yesterday's shows that were not Declan's fault. We're tinkering with some new tech setups here, and we just had, like, some issues. And so uh, the first – there's there's literally, like, a 100 comments on yesterday's videos just ripping Declan and people saying, I'll be your tech guy or your audio guy. I know more than Declan does. Uh, and then Benjamin Nelms came in over the top because AJ did a great job last oh, week and said, we good go. thing Declan is not the Kirk Cousins of executive producing. Otherwise, his backup would be a cold-baked potato – AJ, on the other hand, is making plays like a fairy tale Case Keenum. That's good roster planning for you. So he's basically saying AJ could be the Case Keenum that takes your job at some point. 
because Oof. of the audio issues we had yesterday. I mean, my contract's in my email right now. Um, man, are you saying that you can build out a better roster with A.J. Fredrickson uh, as your quarterback and you can fill out other needs? And that, I, I get it, but man, this is taking some shots at me. I, I just control the things I can control, all right? You know, not all fumbles are created equal. Not all audio issues are created equal. You know, I control what I can control. That's not, you know what that sounds like to me? Cousins excuse making. That's what that sounds like to me. I'm mean, just saying. Yeah, what what happened? I mean, it, I mean, I, 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 do you want to start winter, to throw people below the bus? Where's <laughs> Thielen? Throw him below the bus. Oh my god! <laughs> um, all right, here's the first actual uh, non-ripping Declan for audio problems question That's from nice. Robert C. Mackie and Judd, I really appreciate you guys responding to my comment. I mostly agree with your responses. It's true that there is reason to question what this team's ceiling is as constituted with Cousins and Zimmer. There are a lot of question marks, and we were a disappointment last year. I just think we're closer than you guys think. It doesn't take much to go from worst to first for a team of our caliber with the talent we have and a very good personnel department who has shown they are pretty damn good. A little luck is always involved in being a winner as well. Uh, But Judd and Declan, your thoughts. Robert C. saying that, Listen, this thing is closer to popping in a good way than maybe we've made it seem over the first couple weeks of free agency here. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know what? I agree with that completely if it was 1994. Unfortunately, it's not. And um, what's popping? Because to me, (laughs) popping is a Super Bowl. Uh, If popping is to get back to the playoffs, then you might be exactly right. I mean, the defense is going to be improved through moves made and just naturally guys coming back. The offense has weapons. There's no question about that. But your offensive line is still a question mark. Think of it this way. Strip away the problems of 2020, which included injuries and positions not being filled correctly. And and let's let's say these guys are back to the Zim blueprint, okay? Is that popping? Because you know what it's not? It's still not having certainty on your offensive line. It's still, as we discussed on our four-question Friday, it's still trying to bring in a guy named Greg Joseph, who I couldn't pick out of a lineup as your kicker, which is another one of... So is is the Mike Zimmer-led Vikings, are they addressing the needs that would allow you to pop? My response is no. Do I think that they can be a playoff team in 2021? Yeah, not going to be surprised. But, again, the goal of this show is a Super Bowl. Do I see you addressing the needs to make yourself a Super Bowl team? No, I'm sorry, I do not. That's what I mean. If we're going to use the word popping, perhaps our interpretation of the word is different. Listen, I I respect the, the idea that the Vikings are going to be much more competitive this year than last year. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Two things, all right, and 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 you know, some of you are going to think this is negative, or whatever. this is just reality, okay? Thing number one, as of right now, as we sit here and and it's the end of the week, the end of the second week of free agency, the Vikings don't currently have a starting left tackle or left guard, and so I have a hard time talking about the Vikings as Super Bowl contenders until we see what their solution is for the blind side of Kirk Cousins' offensive line, right? Yes. So let's start there. And the second thing is, I, I I almost feel like, you know, just especially with what the what the Chad Graff article from the Athletic said last week, where the Wolves just want to get into the playoffs and see what happens every year. This isn't hockey, okay? This I'm sitting here with with the hosts of Judd's Hockey Show, okay? In hockey, you get in, 
and a million different things can happen. Your goalie can get hot. You get in, and you have a chance. Not every team always, but like if you get in, the first thing is just get in. Get in as the seventh seed, and you might have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. That's not how the football playoffs work. It's not enough to just get in. Oftentimes, you got to get in as a home team throughout the playoffs or get a bye in the first round or have a quarterback that's good enough to go through the Tom Brady's and the Russell Wilson's and the Aaron Rodgers, right? And so there's a difference between Vikings getting back to playoff contention and Vikings getting into Super Bowl contention. Those are two very different things, and sometimes I think we lump them into one, and uh, I I would like to see us stop doing that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Dex, what are your thoughts? Do you think we're underestimating the Vikings' ability to become contenders next year? I just think there's way too many things working against the Vikings for that to happen. You don't have a left tackle or a left guard. Your defense, although I think should be better, is not going to be world beaters anymore. I mean, the, the peak of them being a top defense or even a top five defense, I think, is over. Um, I don't think it's close to popping. Can they return to 9-7 and seven and flirt with a wild card spot? Of course they could. But are they close to popping and being the team to be in the NFC? I don't think so, no. I think it's more trending more towards typical Vikings of, of treading the water and rebuilding. And also off that point, I have one very important question, perhaps the most important question of the first quarter of the season. Does Kirk Cousins and the offense come out clicking? I'll keep going back to that because the last two years, I think I've written columns after four games are done about Kirk is struggling. It's not going great. In both cases, he's bounced back and we've all, and the Kirk stands have been like, see, he bounced back, he bounced back. (laughs) But if we're talking about popping, popping, you need that from week one. Yeah, it is kind of amazing how how quickly we just like ignored the one in five start, right? All right, it's week eleven and they got this thing clicking. Yeah, but like yeah, they lost to the Falcons through an interception in the first three seconds of that game, right? Like you got to it's 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 going to be seventeen games probably this year, and you got to get out to a hot start. It's not often we get breaking news during uh, a taping. Oh, Purple Daily here, but we have a Shefty bomb, and then we'll get back to your YouTube comments. So. The Dolphins have traded the number three overall pick to the San Francisco 49ers for the 12th pick, a 2021 third-round pick, so this year's uh, 2021 third-round pick, and first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. Woo! So this has to be for a quarterback, right? This is San Francisco moving up to three and saying, all right, we, we we don't know who's going to be there at three, but we know that, that there's there's three quarterbacks that we'll take, and we want to assure ourselves of getting one of them. I love this. God, I love off-season football moves. Uh, so this is probably my guess. This is um, Justin Fields, most likely, yeah, being taken by San Fran. Garoppolo being traded back to the Patriots. So he he goes back there because I believe I think that Cam contract as surprising as that was I think it falls in line with a potential backup contract it's not like a crazy contract so yeah. Garoppolo goes back to Belichick and and starts for the Patriots um, but I think I think the bailout of this move by the Dolphins is I I was fairly certain that that three overall pick which is originally the Texans pick was going to go back to the Texans in the potential Deshaun Watson trade. But with yeah, all the more. off-field stuff, Deshaun ain't being traded now. And so this, to me, is probably a behind-the-scenes pivot by the Dolphins from let's go all in and get Deshaun to 
hell yes, let's essentially take, or not essentially, let's flat out get three first-round picks. But I never bought that Jimmy Garoppolo was going back to San Fran to start for for the Niners and Kyle Shanahan. And now I have confirmation he's not going back there. Yeah. Now, does this also officially, officially, yes. officially put the Kirk Cousins yes. to San Francisco steam to bed? Yes. Right. This it's is over. It. It's over. Man. Pour one out. Amazing. Pour one it's out to the Shanahan Cousins years. Memories like na-na-na-na-na. <laughs> All right, so uh, so San Francisco has the number three overall pick now. All right, back to the YouTube comments here. And back to Judd's singing. Illmatic. Illmatic sends in this comment, these guys are a joke, and no wonder no one takes them serious. But it says he's subscribed to our channel. Oh, so nice. We appreciate Illmatic. Thank you for remaining subscribed to this joke of a show. Illmatic? This joke of a channel. Never forget, we were almost too hot for the AM dial. They had to take us down to one hour a day because the takes were so scorching. Mm-hmm. The Amdahl so couldn't substantiate it. Let's see. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation here. I believe it's pronounced Acuta. Acuta comments. I have a fun suggestion for you guys to consider. While I think you guys are realists, and I appreciate your commentary far more than any other local coverage of the Vikings, I wonder if you could win over a bigger fan base by also having a regular segment called like Purple Fever once a week or every so often, and make a show all about projecting the best-case scenarios for the current team and how things fall in the best possible way and could go right and lead to a championship run. So good news, we are bringing back Purple Positivity Thursdays on the show. I think we'll bring that back next week because the news cycle is sort of slowing down here. Um, But for the purposes of Akuta's question here, I'm going to make you guys and myself, what is the nicest, most positive thing you can say about the Minnesota Vikings right now, you negative Nancys? The most positive thing that I can say about the Vikings is is this town, and I'm going to tie the Vikings in here, okay? This town right now, I believe to be blessed with three young, incredible talents. Justin Jefferson, who is was a great draft pick, flat out, Replace Stefan Diggs, Kirill Kaprizov of the Wild, and Ant Edwards of the Wolves. And that there should be a poster of those three, and that Justin Jefferson ties in as the type of deep threat that, and I will say this in the nicest fashion possible, should be used as much as he can be by the Vikings in 2021 because he's dynamic, he's fun to watch, and he gives you exactly what a team needs in this era of football. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dex? I will say I'll kind of tie it to the big picture of Minnesota sports as well, that even though, you know, yes, Judd and I are the host of Judd's Hockey Show. We love our hockey. We literally sat through a two and a half hour hockey game where the team won and they only put out 11 shots on goal. And Judd and I spent more time talking about Sweet Home Alabama than we did the hockey game. Um, I love baseball, but the team has lost 18 consecutive playoff games. The Timberwolves are just the bleeping Timberwolves. But when the Vikings win a Super Bowl, it is going to be insane in this state. And I can't wait for that to happen. And if you granted me one wish right now of all those four teams who could win a, a, a championship in the next calendar year, I would say the Vikings every single time. And I, and I love the Twins and Wild, too, but it would be the Vikings because I would love to see what that reaction would be. So I, I would say I agree with that. I, I would say if the Vikings can lock down a franchise left tackle in the next month and a half, so either with their first-round pick or like a trade for Orlando Brown Jr., I'm talking a young 25-and-under franchise left tackle, then they will have a lot of the bones and infrastructure of a championship roster. 
I still have questions about paying a good quarterback great money, and I think ultimately that's the position that's going to take you over the top at some point. You got you got to find that long term solution. But if you can have two tackles, twenty five and under, if Daniil Hunter can come back and let's get you know give make sure he's happy contractually and healthy, and he's twenty five or twenty six years old, and you've got Cam Dantzler as a potential future shutdown corner, and 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 they like Jeff Gladney, you've got so you've got young guys at these key pillar positions and Justin Jefferson for the next five to 10 years as a wide receiver, you've got, you've got some of the, the, the key elements to a championship caliber team. There's still a lot of work to be done here and there. And like I said, quarterback can't be eating up that much of the salary cap unless he's Patrick Mahomes. Um, if you want to win a Super Bowl, but I just think, I think they're onto some things here, especially if they land a franchise left tackle in the next month and a half. All right, Abel Otero comments on Purple Daily YouTube. I want to fight you guys. <laughs> who wants to t- who wants to take on Abel? I, I'm too old. Anybody? I'm too Declan? old. Declan, uh, strike, scream, run. That is my philosophy on fights, and I will strike, scream, run. <laughs> does he have a reason? Right. Uh, does he have a take? A particular take he didn't like? Mm-hmm. Does he have something he's objecting to? I don't remember which video this comment was posted on, okay. but uh, he didn't. He didn't like one of our. I don't want to fight, so he wants to fight us. I'm too old to fight. <laughs> My back hurts. Uh, I Goddard says, do you think it's most likely that the Vikings brain trust looked at the fact that the offense was near the top and the defense was near the bottom, and therefore we need to do way more with the defense and the offense was okay, we can just let it take over for one more year. The only tiny flaw with this is when we've had a good or great defense and an okay offense in the past, it didn't work, and the schedule is brutal this year. Do you think that's how they looked at this offseason? No, I think they looked. I think the head coach does what he always does, which is he said, "I need more defense. Get me more defense. Give me a Rick, Rick, Rick. Go grow." He 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 sends Rick to a grocery store that basically only sells cereal or meat and potatoes. But I mean, it doesn't have a full selection. So no, I I don't think there's a philosophy of our offense is that good. I think the philosophy is this head coach was hired, and since the day he got here in 2014, has looked at everything from one through one prism, and that is a defensive prism. I don't think it's changed. I don't think it will ever change with Mike. Uh, but I don't think that they said, oh, our offense is great. I think they said, yeah. we need a great defense to win a Super Bowl, and they're not going to, and he's not going to move off that. What's really tough to swallow is like this defensive first philosophy of roster building and coaching and just, just devoting so much more attention toward defense in an offensive-driven league. They had the formula in 2017. They they had luck on their side with injuries. They had a bunch of players emerging into their prime together, and and they had momentum and a 13-3 and regular season. And then they were playing a team in the NFC Championship game that was playing its backup quarterback in Nick Foles, who yep. later wound up being an MVP of the Super Bowl. But, like, that was their real chance with this formula. And I just... I, I, f- I feel like it's so hard to push that rock back up the hill, and they're trying to do it right now. Like, there's all right, we're gonna get, we're gonna put more chips on the defensive. We're gonna push that rock back up that hill. We're gonna have the best defense in the NFL again, and that's how we're gonna win this thing going forward. It's just, it's so hard. They're they're good at it. Like Mike Zimmer is good at it, and it, I believe that when he has the pieces that he wants, that he's gonna put this thing back in the top ten defensively. But it's, uh, it is not the path of least resistance. And you wonder why the Vikings only have like. Once every 10 years, they pop up and go to the NFC Championship game and have a team that you actually think can win the Super Bowl, right? And that's because they never have the long-term, sustainable franchise quarterback. And I, apologies to the Kirk stands. Kirk is a good quarterback, 
He's not a top five, top six guy that's going to put you in contention year after year after year after year. He might help you get to like borderline playoff contention year after year after year. And he's certainly like two and 14 proof because he's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real formula for year after year after year, sustainable Super Bowl caliber uh, contention success is to have a quarterback for 10 or 12 years that's in that mix. And so, um, you know, in the absence of that, maybe they have to try and do it with defense, right? They gave Kirk Cousins all that money, and so they're probably thinking, all right, well, um, I guess our only path is to build up a monster defense. But anyways, um, here's another question for you guys. I think this is more a shot directed at me. Come to realize these mock, this is from KR. Come to realize these mock draft videos with Mackey just are pointless as he doesn't watch college football or know the prospects at all, laugh out loud. He just looks at their positions. If he truly watched college football, he would know who Wyatt Davis is, once projected top 10 guard, but had an off season and then got injured at the end of the season. You are 100% right, KR. Yeah, I did not defend study yourself. interior yeah. college football I, offensive line. A year ago, I was on the Wyatt Davis bandwagon. Defend yourself. Uh, KR, I just want to say this, this, this message is spot on. I do not pay super close attention. I have not watched all of Elijah Vera Tucker's snaps at USC. Those you're missing in the out. Last couple of years. All right, just want you to. Then to you're know. missing out, Elijah Vera Tucker. <laughs> I don't know guard or tackle. That's what I, that's a question I ask myself every night before I go to bed. Guard or tackle? Pray to the football gods every night. Please, Lord. Uh, all right, that's uh, that's all the YouTube comments we have for today. By the way, uh, De- Declan's been doing these Sunday night Vikings vent line sessions. So uh, if you want, just hit him up on Twitter. Just DM him at Dex's tweets if you want to be part of the Sunday night live interactive Corona Hard Seltzer clanking clanking show. Right. Is that fair? Yes, it is. It's very fair. Cool. All right, boys. Good session there. We took a couple took a couple punches there from the YouTube comments, but well, the guy wants to fight us, but I don't know why. That's uh, because we're negative. Yeah, we're too negative sometimes. That's you guys, not me. No, no, I got my purple sunglasses on. Purple pop positivity Thursday will be coming back. There's, and if you just want unabashed, like just complete shameless Vikings positivity, there's plenty of places for you guys to find that too. Bring (laughs) bring a little balance and reality. I know what you're talking about. This town is tough on the Vikings. (laughs) So uh, thanks for hanging out with us on Purple Daily. We'll see you guys next time from the TCL studios.